Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Boomer and Geo on the fan and the CBS Sports Network. And Greg Giannotti, it's Boomer and Geo on the fans, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network. And wherever you are on the free Odyssey app, you can feel it in the air as we get closer and closer to Giants and Eagles on Saturday at night in the divisional playoff round. I am now over it. You said, when are you going to get over this loss? I am now over it for the time being. It will haunt me for the rest of my life, but I am over it as far as personally in this week. And I am feeling the energy around town and seeing all the Giants jerseys everywhere and excited for this football game on Saturday night. So, of course, today and tomorrow we're going to get you all fired up for it if you aren't already and get you even more fired up for it if you are. And then some more Jets news yesterday as they go out and get the dumbest man in football and interview him for their offensive coordinator job in Nathaniel Hackett. Yes, a guy who... That's not right. Hold on. That's not right. Dumbest man in football. All right, maybe the second dumbest man in football, only behind Ed Donatel. Good morning, Boomer. How are you? Man, that is a really unkind way of looking at things. Some guys are not cut out to be head coaches. Yeah. We've seen that time and again, over and over and over again, and other guys seem to seamlessly step right in and do a great job. And unfortunately for Nathaniel Hackett, who does have a very good resume as an offensive uh, coach and an offensive uh, play caller and things of that nature, you know, he's not, he may be like one of the worst coaches when it comes to being a head coach, and it's not for everybody. And, and by the way, he was also handed a very difficult situation with a quarterback that had signed a massive extension that, you know, he had never met before, never been around before. I don't Yeah, think. but that quarterback also played the worst football of his life and things got a lot better, as you told me, uh, when the interim head coach got in there because he changed almost everything that they were doing as far as preparation and they actually looked like they had a pulse the last couple of weeks yeah, of the season. Yeah, well, you know, the, what he did is he reconfigured the way the coaches were going to coach the game. The quarterback coach was going to be on the field. The offensive coordinator was going to be up in the booth. That was a flip. Uh, and they also put pads on in practice. Now, they can only put pads on in practice so many times during the year, believe it or not. And you got to be really, really careful as a coach when you ask your players to do that. Because if you're doing it and you're breaking a union rule or a CBA rule, I should say, you're going to get reported on that and you're going to get fined. So there's there's also that dynamic that was going in there 
as well. Plus, he was one of these newfangled coaches who obviously did not connect with a lot of his players. Yes, and very quickly, by the way, because, of course, this was not even a one-and-done. It was a 75% of a season-and-done for Nathaniel Hack. And he also went through an ownership change there, which is another big reason why they weren't going to tolerate it. Because, it's like, listen, we, this guy is, is not cutting it, and we have the money to go out and maybe get a better coach right away. No, it was week one. It was week one at Seattle. Yeah. That's where it all happened. Sure. You know, they, they, he held the ball for like some ridiculous field goal attempt to try to win a game and did not put the ball in the hands of his, you know, $250 million new quarterback. And you remember that whole thing politically, Russell was playing it in the media and everybody was playing it in the media. When in actuality, I think he was, he was trying to protect his quarterback is what I think he was trying to do. And it ultimately backfired on him. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it was right off the bat. Russell Wilson against the Seahawks. Nathaniel Hackett right after the week one game was being criticized and it didn't stop until he lost his job later in the season. Now, as far as the Jets go, I mean, already we're hearing it again. Well, if Nathaniel Hackett gets hired as a Jets offensive coordinator, then that means that they're going after Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers is a possibility. Well, that's what the Broncos thought, too. And it didn't end up happening. And Aaron Rodgers went back to the Green Bay Packers, and they ended up with a washed-up Russell Wilson on a horrible contract. So I wouldn't be so sure that Aaron Rodgers is going to go running to the New York Jets to finish his career because donkey Nathaniel Hackett decided to move into Florida. All right, right, right. Do we have to call everybody names this morning? Yes, there's coaches that just drive me nuts. I I know, but I thought you were... Coaches that drive me nuts. You started off the show by saying... incestuous league where these guys get opportunities over and over again. Sons of coaches. It just drives me nuts. And there's these people that just get recycled and chewed in and spit out and then they're just hanging around forever and they got no business still coaching. That's the stuff that drives me crazy. Nathaniel Hackett was exposed as a guy who got on the back of secretariat, and then when he got off secretariat, he was below average. That's what happened. Below average. Below average. Right, okay. So, but, you know, now he's trying to start his career back over again. And, again, I would say that this would be a very tough spot for him to do that, given the quarterback situation right now and uh, whatever the Jets are going to do at that position. I mean, I, I... at this point, I, I'm about as confused as everybody else is around here, just trying to figure out where they're going to go and what they're going to try to do here. Yeah, I mean, wasn't it enough to have his father around here for those three years or four years? I know. It's just Paul Hackett. Hackett. I mean, now you got to go and get Nathaniel Hackett in here. I mean, Guys, I know. You know, that comes to it's all the Mike Shanahan stuff. You know, it's that whole West Coast offense and, and how it has uh, evolved over the years. It's, you know, it's a... I think there's a comfort level for Rob Solid, you know, knowing Nathaniel, knowing the background and having connections within that world, that group of people, that group of men that, you know, have turned out to be really good head coaches. Yeah. And so that that's where they're plucking from. At least that's where they're looking into. They're not really looking. I, I don't think. And, and I don't feel like they're looking outside uh of, of that particular kind of lineage of, of coaches. Yeah, I mean, the longer this goes on, the more I'm sure they're sitting around going, oh, maybe we should have kept Mike LaFleur around a little bit longer because Daryl Bevel, which was one of the top targets that we had heard of going into this thing, rejected a chance to interview for the Jets because he said, no, thank you. No, thank All you right. is right. It's not, it's not an easy job. And anybody that steps into that job right now, the realities of the league, and I'm, I'm not... I'm just pointing out what past situations have turned out to be. 
when you fire a coordinator on either side of the ball, right in the middle of the the, the head coach's you know career, like his what he signed a five year deal. Yeah. So we're right in the middle of uh, you know of Rob Sala's career, and you start firing coaches in the middle of that. You know your your chances of overall success moving on that is very slim, very slim. Somebody who may take this job may end up finding themselves blown out of here next year if they if they get off to a bad start or things start spiraling, uh, you know, sideways or going sideways, I should say. Yeah. Now, if you're not going to go get Lamar Jackson and pair him up with a <clears throat> with an offensive coordinator that that fits him perfectly, which is still something I think is a possibility for the Jets, and we'll see how that plays out over the offseason, then I think the best thing that you can do, even though it puts tremendous pressure on Rob Sala, but he's got tremendous pressure on him anyway going into this season, is bringing in Frank Reich, making him the offensive coordinator and assistant head coach. Because that that solves so many things. That's what it does. Assistant head coach. Yeah, okay. Assistant head coach, offensive coordinator. Right. I know you would hate that. I know oh. you would absolutely hate it. Oh, but it, it provides that calming <laughs> voice and experience and offensive mind that the Jets need all wrapped into one. Now, he's not going to come here and be Mike LaFleur's replacement. You know, that's not something that Frank Reich's interested in. But he'd come here if he was going to be the assistant head coach. Time, a he's not going to be just an on, offensive hold coordinator. Hold on. I'll tell you that much. Hold on. Guy deserves a head coaching hey, job. Hey, pump the brakes there. Uh, <laughs> man, just take it easy, all right? Well, I know I you're mean, throwing all these things out there at me, and this is my buddy you're talking about. And I'm like, all I'm doing is praising him. I, I know you are. I understand that. But you don't know what he wants. I'm, I'm guessing. I, I, he wants to be a head coach. That's what I just said. I said he deserves to be a head coach. But if that opportunity doesn't arise, then the second best thing is to be an assistant head coach with a guy whose head is in the the, the vice right now and uh, go in and try to save the Jets' offense. Oh, come on. That's what I would do. Yeah, okay. I'd slip right in there and be like, this guy's an idiot. I'm going to take over next year. <laughs> it's not, they're not going <laughs> to. Hey, number one, that's not who Frank is. That's how Frank operates. All right, Frank, so if he's you not. Know, and you know that. How many times have I told you that? I know. So that even makes my point further because he would not be the guy that you'd really feel like is going to threaten you or gun for your job. He's not going to be the, you know, the shiv master, the shankopotamist that that's right. Williams not, that's, was. That's, that's not who he is. So that's, that, right. so that's another reason why it would, it would make sense. I mean, who are you bringing in now? Like, to me, Nathaniel Hackett, unless Aaron Rodgers is coming, and that's just for Aaron Rodgers to be comfortable, not because Nathaniel Hackett gets the best out of Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. So that, that to me, doesn't matter. Unless he's coming and that helps him, then Nathaniel Hackett, to me, is a bad hire. I get think what we there. do is, so, you know, we get, we get Aaron Rodgers here, then he can come on with us on Wednesdays huh. or Tuesdays, right? He I would. Guess. At this point, he would. He would. You think he would? Uh, he's do, he does interviews all over the place, man. He did, like, you know, three hours with Bill Maher sitting there drinking cognac and talking about all the other stuff that he does. So he he would definitely do it. Aaron Rodgers would be we could a drink uh, tequila. We could. We, that would be great. But I, I still don't think he'd come to the Jets. But anyway, the, the point is that Nathaniel Hackett, the only reason you would hire Nathaniel Hackett as the offensive coordinator is if it brings Aaron Rodgers. And that, to me, is not a possibility. So where are you going now? Daryl Bevel doesn't want the job. <laughs> where Honestly, who who is the guy that's going to be that much better than Mike LaFleur as we sit here now with these candidates? So the thing that really what it comes down to is like what kind of contract would the Jets offer somebody, I would imagine. And the thing about it is, is that... <laughs> Most of the guys that would even consider this. Now, by the way, Nathaniel Hackett has more than enough money. He doesn't have to coach this year. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's the thing. He should do the whole thing that Cliff Kingsbury's yeah, doing. Yeah, but, he, but he's a young guy, and you know what? He probably wants to stay in the league, and he, and he feels like the insecurity that comes along with being a coach in this league is like, you know, if I get an opportunity, I got to take it because I got to stay in the mix. Yeah. So, I, you know, I don't, he doesn't have to take the job. Just like I was saying, Frank doesn't have to take any job that he doesn't want to right now. Yeah, I mean, and I, it's, for me, I always think that it'd be a good thing to take a year off. Like Doug, Doug Peterson, Peterson did, yeah, yeah and I mean, waited and look at what he got. Exactly. And I think that Doug Peterson and Frank Reich, with the history that they have, I'm sure Frank's paying attention to that situation and how it worked hey, out. Look, Frank could probably go get a job with the Philadelphia Eagles and Nick Sirianni, really, really good friends. He and Doug Peterson are great friends. I mean, there's not like there's a, a lack of opportunity for Frank. No, there's I know. There's a million things that he could do if he wants to. No, I, I agree, but I mean, uh, uh, just like I said yesterday with Lamar Jackson, if I'm the Jets, I'm going top-notch in every regard at this top point. Top-notch. Top-notch in every regard. Top-notch the, the, uh, available quarterback, Lamar Jackson. If you can't do that, I'm top-notch coach. I'm not messing around with some of this nonsense. So, all right, the four candidates that they have talked to so far with the Jets and their OC search, and this is from... Rich Samini and also Diana Rossini of ESPN. So Rich uh, Samini tweets out, all right, Marcus Brady. You familiar with Marcus Brady? Yeah, Frank had to fire Marcus Brady in Indianapolis this year. All right. That was not, it was, he didn't want to do it, but again, he was pressured to do it. Yeah, so former Colts offensive coordinator Marcus Brady yes. is one of those guys. All right, so Daryl Bevel was on that list, but he turned down the interview. All right, okay. so that's that. Now, this one, to me, is just on the surface. I don't know this guy, but on the surface, Nick Cayley, the Patriots tight ends coach. Now, they had a miserable time in New England trying to figure out offense because they hired two guys there, or Bill Belichick did, that really didn't have a ton of offensive you experience. Know, there's got to be a connection there somewhere. Somebody has a connection, somebody in the front office. I don't know if Rob Sala knows him, but... I mean, the last thing I would do was was hire anybody off of that staff because we've seen how that has gone both at the head coaching position and when when those guys go and leave and go somewhere else. Right. Okay. Doesn't really work out so well. So there's two more guys, and they're both from the Philadelphia Eagles. Kevin Petulo, yep, who is the Eagles passing game coordinator. Yep. I can already hear it now. Fire Petulo. Get Petulo out of here. <laughs> Who's this Petulo? <laughs> I mean, bro, you bring in Petulo. <laughs> okay. I mean, freaking, you could put Petulo, bro. All right, so All that's right. him. And then uh, Eagles quarterback coach Brian Johnson as well. Both guys from the Eagles. So those are the, the those are the guys that they have spoken so to. So basically, the guys that they're talking to about the Eagles, you know, that's Nick Sirianni's offense. That's Frank's offense. That's, yeah. you know, that's what that is. Sure. And, of course, uh, yeah, but they also have Jalen Hurts. They also have A.J. Brown. They also yeah, yeah. Yep. You know, have uh, Devonta Devonte Smith. I mean, yeah. you know, it's not yeah. like they don't have guys that are out there running around making plays. Exactly. So, and then of course Nathaniel Hackett on that on that list as well. So it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't really blow you away. Yeah. I mean, and if you now you've got uh, several but problems. You have no quarterback here right now. And the question that I would have, yeah, would be uh, if I if they were interviewing me for the job. Yep. I'd say, okay, who's the quarterback? What What are your expectations? They probably don't even and know the, the answer. And the question to them, I would imagine, is. What do you think of our quarterback? What do you think of Zach Wilson? Do you think he has something? Do you think you can get it out of him? Do you think he'll be he's uh, you know can be a player in this league? I'm sure those are all the types of questions that are being asked to the prospective OCs here. Saying this is what I think would go on with those answers. So a guy like Daryl Bevel is probably like no way. All right, I've gone. I've been an interim head coach. I've been a coordinator for a very long time. 
I'm not going and pinning my future to Zach Wilson. I could stay right here and be okay. Someone who is a tight ends coach, a quarterback coach, whatever, who wants to work his way up the ladder, make more money, get his name out there, that person is probably like, yeah, 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 I can fix him. I can do it. This is the opportunity I want. Finally, I can be an offensive coordinator. So I think depending on who you're talking to, you're going to get a different answer. Yeah, this was the offensive coordinator, Darrell Bevel, Bevel was for the Seattle Seahawks. And you remember, you know, that whole thing that went down with Russell Wilson and the Super Bowl. Yeah, Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn yeah. Lynch. Right. And all that crap. And, yep. and, you know, he was he was there for a while and actually had a lot of success with Russell Wilson. And basically one play, the interception of, by Malcolm Butler, basically ruined the whole thing. Yeah. No, Darren Bevel would have been a good hire. I mean, he's got, that's the type he's got, of. He's got the, he's got the history and the resume. Yes. Right. Absolutely. And that's what the Jets need. They need an experienced offensive mind. On this staff. So if you're going to replace Mike LaFleur, who had put in this offense and was doing the things that they wanted to do offensively, occasionally with quarterbacks that were competent, and replace him with someone else's tight end coach or quarterback coach or passing game coordinator, I don't think you're doing a good enough job. It's got to be a really hard job to fill it with the guy that you want to fill it simply because I don't know if the guy coming in that is doing the interview would want to coach a quarterback-less team right now. Yeah, I mean... And want to know exactly what the plan is. Like, who am I coaching? Right, I mean, and if Joe Douglas is given the answer, like, well, you know, we could be Zach, depending on what happens. We're going to make a run at Lamar Jackson, but I don't know if he's going to come here. I mean, that's not... That's an uncertainty that a coach doesn't want to hear. Right, and that's exactly right. Especially coaches that are former head coaches that have... You know, three or four years left in their contracts that are being paid by their initial teams. And you've got another job out on the West Coast that any qualified candidate that has a choice between the Jets and the Chargers is going to go to the Chargers because of Justin Herbert. 100%. And, and I'm sure Brandon Staley, from a coaching perspective, is probably a joy to work with, I'm sure. I'm sure he's a very good uh, guy to work with, even though it didn't work out well for him and he makes some goofy decisions. But it, it just goes to show you that the Spanos family does like him. The the players do like him. The general manager likes him out there. And uh, now the question is, you know, that would be a job that if, boy, if it were open and I was looking to get a OC job, that would be the one that I want. Because I would think that would be the one that you could actually create an, a head coaching job opportunity for yourself out of the success of that. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. It's been a fast week. Can't believe it. Tomorrow's going to be a feel-good football Friday. Talking about the Jets and Eagles, and that's two days away now. Incredible. Giant, Giants and Eagles. That was what I say. Jets. Yeah, oh my you god. Got the Jets on your brain. Oh my trying god. To out the Jets. Best coordinator and, huh? and quarterback could have been. Make a lot of errors, man. Uh, Giants. <laughs> Giants and Eagles, of course. And the reason I had the Jets on the brain is because this Nathaniel Hackett thing that I heard yesterday was just driving me crazy. Absolutely driving me nuts. You can't hire that guy. You got enough idiots on that Jets coaching staff. You can't then get the biggest idiot and put him on there. I mean, what? You guys want to keep your jobs or not? Man, oh man! Wow, you're rough this morning. I it, thought you said you got over the biking loss. And I did. No, that, now that, you're taking it out of the jet coaching. I'm. <laughs> they blew it towards the end of the season. Nathaniel Hackett, right in front of us, showed how incompetent he was. It's not like I'm going out on a limb with any of this stuff. This is the results that we saw. It's the, this is not a contrarian take. These are the results we saw. And by the way, if Frank Reich did end up on that Jets coaching staff, how the hell would you handle that? Oh, I don't know. I'd have to check out, I think. <laughs> check really, out. Honestly, I, I, uh, I, I remember when he was here uh, interviewing when Todd Bowles was, got the job. Mm-hmm. It came down to him and Frank. And, and when they announced Todd Bowles, I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. I think it's actually sometimes worse with the fans being an offensive coordinator. I really do believe like that guy gets more criticism than anybody. Especially with the Jets. Yeah. Over the years. Certainly. Uh, the voice you just heard was Chris Lepresti. CeeLo is with us, and he's got an update. What's going on, Chris? All right, brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Also brought to you by the Progressive New York Boat Show. Visit NYBoatShow.com. And yes, I agree with you. It is going fast, heading towards Saturday night in Phillies. We gear up for Giants-Eagles round three, of course, with everything on the line. Uh, not an unfamiliar destination for the Giants, but the added significance of the game makes the hostile environment a storyline. Saquon Barkley well aware of it. Their fan bases, you know, it's crazy. They're, they're going to be loud. Uh, there's going to be chairs. They're going to be bulls. And there might be some double birds. Uh, that's, that's Philly. And the last time down there earlier this season, they had a bit of a sh- uh, story to share. It's funny when we were coming into the game last time, uh, we were coming in and we were like, just like a little kid and his parent. And like, I was just like, staring. I was like, I'm going to see if he's going to flip us off. He's gonna flip us off. <laughs> and he did it. He just gave us a thumbs down. I was like, okay, we're growing, we're growing, we're going the right direction here. I have to think it might be a little different this time around now. If they see oh, that yes. same kid. Oh, man. Maybe the thumbs down gets turned the other way, but with a different digit. Those Giants fans that go, that aren't in a large group, like the big blue travel people are going to be in that very large group sitting together. So that does help. But like the isolated giant fan, father, son, two buddies, three buddies that are there. If the Eagles win on the way out of that stadium or in the fourth quarter, if it's been decided, is going to be hell for those people. What about the unique uh, thing where you have a couple? One's a giant fan and one's an Eagle fan. I think that you're protected in that you situation. Yeah, protected yeah. in that situation. Oh, yeah, it's different. Yeah, right. Cancel each I don't other. know. I don't know. I mean, like, I, let's say, let's say the woman is the eagle fan and the guy is the giant. Fan. What do, they, do you think the woman's gonna like stand by as they beat the crap out of her significant other? Probably, yeah, I think so. Yeah, no, I'm telling you, protect, protected in a couple situations. There's a guy, regular caller to WFA, and called a million times. He calls every overnight. Mitchell in Fort Lee, who's yeah, yeah, someone who has showed up to our softball games. He's a limo driver, and he said he's going. He's and he's going just like him and somebody else. 
And he's like, yeah, you know, we're probably going to get some beer dumped on us and some hot dogs thrown. I'm just like, why are you going to sign up for that? Like, no matter how the game goes, you're going to be harassed. I just don't understand. It's like, yeah, I mean, I'm just going to go get some beer dumped on me and called a bunch of horrible names. So whatever it is what it is. But and you're going to pay how much money to go to this game and get uh, get completely harassed? But you were activated last Friday for about 15 minutes. I mean, yeah. the Giant fan has been activated for like the last six to seven weeks. Doesn't mean you got to go. And yeah. I feel like that they have they have to go. They they just have to go. And I, I I actually respect that. Or if you go, can't you do it like incognito where you just dress no, neutral? That's not fun. It could That's be fun. fun. You're there and you're watching. If they if the Giants win, you're watching the Eagle fans suffer in person. Well, Jerry told a story yesterday when he went to an Eagle Cowboy game and did not have, he did exactly that. No jersey, no team affiliation, just no a regular cheering, shirt. Just watching the game. No cheering. And then they figured out as the game went on that he wasn't cheering like the Eagle fans were cheering. <laughs> like, on hey, the way that out. guy's not cheering. Right. He's not one of us. And they started pelting him with all sorts of stuff <laughs> as he was leaving. So that doesn't work either. <laughs> Sniffed him right out. Yep. Oh, that's funny. Uh, in any event, we know both giant coordinators have been requested for head coach interviews but not dealing with that uh, this week. Fully focused on the Eagles. Here's Wink Martindale pledging his love for his current job. When I came here as a, as a giant, it wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't a stepping stone for me. It was a destination. I love it here in New York. I love the city. I think it's the greatest city in the world. I think it's the greatest fans in the world. He said he'll deal with the interview request somewhere down the road. For now, it's all about stopping Jalen Hurts and company. And that other guy who's been uh, quite the thorn in the side of the Giants for a while now. Why has Boston Scott been able to basically be a Hall of Famer against the Giants? <laughs> well, if it's, it predates my time here, I, I, can't, I can't answer that. You know, I mean, he's a good running back. And later said he's not a giant killer. Of course, the numbers would suggest otherwise. Scott's got 18 touchdowns in his career. Ten of them have come against the Giants. And if I'm not mistaken, I think he has scored at least one in each of the games in which he has faced them. So. Well, the interesting thing is Miles Sanders, I think, is averaging around 70 yards a game, like the last four or five games, but no touchdowns. They give it to him when they get yeah. down inside the red zone. Especially against the Giants. Yeah, yeah, well, okay. See what happens. I told Al this morning, if you're a Giant fan and you're looking to hedge and maybe make a little money, if the Giants should lose the game, Boston Scott's plus 390 on FanDuel to score a touchdown in this game. Really? As of this morning, that's what it's Anytime saying. Anytime touchdown that's plus 390? I'll double check. Maybe that was first touchdown, but no, it would have to be higher than that if it was first touchdown in the game. Wow. I'll double check on that. For that now, that to me... To Boomer's point, I mean Sanders gets more touches usually. I know, but it gets. But we, as we've talked about, yeah. ten of his eighteen touchdowns against the Giants. I understand. So I mean that that is double check. Make that's sure interesting right that. to me. Yeah, plus three ninety anytime touchdown. There you go. Wow! Fire it in. You're like uh, our very own Eddie Brown, the jockey. Exactly. Well, he's got a hit though. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Got a hit though. My my. You feel good about that? About Boston Scott? Yeah. Scoring I mean, touchdown. not as a Giant fan. Well, I, I know, but you're, are you expecting Well, him? history suggests that he gets decent, pretty good odds, good value. Then again, for him being plus 390, that seems a little too enticing. Maybe Vegas knows something. They always do, don't yeah, they? they? The only guy that beats Vegas is Eddie Brown, the sports betting jockey. Who did he have last night? 
He had or he won. He won again. Uh, 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 Alabama State hmm. is who he had. And who was their mascot or nickname? I don't remember. <laughs> no idea. But he did Alabama tweet State. the official Twitter account of Alabama State saying the spotlight is on you guys tonight. Go out and get the job. I on. did start following him, and I know others have, have have made this complaint or this observation. It's hard if you're looking for the pick. There's a lot of tweets to sift through to find. Whoever he might be on in any given night. Well, he's just figuring it out. There's a lot going That's, on. You know, he's got a lot of things yeah. happening. And Walking it's the dog. And stream of consciousness, yeah. man. Oof. A lot happening. Yeah, they were against Alabama A&M. Mm, big what? Alabama showdown. What was it? Was it out? State and A&M. Now I'm, now I'm confused. Maybe it wasn't that Second game. guessing it. Oh. Uh, I, 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 to be honest with you, I haven't tailed the last couple of his picks. North Alabama. North, North Alabama, Alabama, not Alabama State. Why'd you get Sorry. off tailing? Uh, because I I don't watch the, I don't end up watching the games. So I got a buddy who bet 120 on the game and it paid out 200 uh, 222 56. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just thought boomers buddies are tar. <laughs> yeah, North Alabama Lions against the Central <laughs> Arkansas Bears. All my all my buddies were all over this guy. Every one of mine is too. I just I I don't know. Well, yeah, okay. It pay. Wait a second. Let me see that again. Those numbers don't. He made a hundred bucks on it. Minus one seventeen. Okay, yeah. Well, you he said paid out two twenty. Okay, I got you. Yeah, he made a hundred bucks. Yeah, one twenty to win. He's happy. He'll yeah. Send him ten bucks. Yeah, I know that the the point for a lot of people is to win money, but for me, I like to be able to watch it, get into it, get the juice out of it, and I'm just me sitting there watching these games on ESPN Plus late at night just doesn't feel right. That I think that's why. What do you mean doesn't feel right? You feel like what sleazy? No, just like I'm not yeah. using my time correctly. Oh, I, you know so what I'm just saying? just follow the score on an we app only, or something. You only have X amount of time on Earth. And that's <laughs> like, I just don't feel like that's the right way Watching to use North it. North Alabama? Yeah. yeah. But I mean, but I do Al- like... cool game? <laughs> not a cool game. Yeah. I mean, uh, I do like winning money. Everybody does. So I should just do that. But it just doesn't... You should do it. Throw yeah. a show on with Gina. You track the score on the CBS Sports app and make, You're right. make a little money. So the moment the that Eddie makes a pick, it automatically becomes a cool game, right? I suppose it would if you uh, are involved in it money-wise, yes. I think a lot of people seem to be involved in it. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean it's it's insane. Like a, he's on a fifteen sixteen heater or something like that. Now. Yeah, no, it's it's incredible, and he's like eight of nine now in picks that he's made with us since we yeah since we have found out who he is. You got to jump on it quick though, because he th- these lines do seem to be moving because people are getting involved. Yeah, whatever. When he puts a pick in, it seems like by the time you circle around to it, it might be a point point and a half different. He got a lot of followers yesterday. He's up to 12,000 followers. That's well, as one of my buddies says, he knows all these obscure basketball, like college basketball teams. Yeah, well, that's exactly what it is, and that's why he has an edge, and he does this research, and he finds these lines, the and he's just, yeah, he's basically, he's finding the weakest link when it comes to odds makers and analytics, and he's, he's, he's exposing that. That's what he's doing. You know, because not everybody's paying attention to Arkansas State, North Alabama, Utah Valley, and he's there, and he's studying it. Seattle. He knows what's going on. Seattle University, which I didn't even know existed. <laughs> I, I, and he's smart. He's like, I'm not going up against the NFL. I don't bet NFL unless someone gives me a pick because those are the best odds makers in the world. So he's smart. He knows what he's doing. It's working out. Good. I mean, proof's in the pudding here. That's right. 
He's got the resume to back it up, no doubt. A lot of underdog talk in Cincinnati yesterday, more specifically how the Bengals don't feel like they should be underdogs against anybody. That was from Zach Taylor to Joe Burrow to Joe Mixon. It was pretty much the theme. As for Burrow, so locked in on the Bills right now. He showed up for his press conference with a uh, bit of a wardrobe malfunction. Hello? Switch numbers. <laughs> I guess I put the wrong one on. <laughs> <laughs> sits down in the practice jersey with the number eight on, which is Brandon Allen. He's, of course, number nine. And then uh, once they brought it to his attention, he quickly realized uh, the error. So what happened was I forgot about the press conference. And so I also have new pants on. And so I threw my jersey back on, but apparently it wasn't my jersey. <laughs> Has it been that type of day? I guess it's been that kind of kind of day, huh? So do we think that's a good sign for the Bengals or a oh, bad sign? I think sign? he's fine. He's 100% fine. <laughs> he's just, I mean, my kid's great. Oh, I love him. Yeah. I mean, man, uh, I, I would, he wouldn't, everything that he has done in his career, like in the last like four years, wouldn't be surprised to go right up there and they beat Buffalo. Sure. We're not, you know, the only thing that I worry about right now is their offensive line is in shambles. Yes. What, three starters? Yes. Down? Yes. Left tackle, left tackle and right tackle. But the right tackle. Tackles. All right. I think the right tackle that they have now is actually playing better than the right tackle he placed. Yeah. What was, uh, what's the, uh, Jonah the Williams? Uh, no, the left tackle. Oh, Jonah, Jonah Williams is Jonah out. Williams, he dislocated yeah. his kneecap. Yeah. Oof. I mean, the Ravens just basically took out two offensive linemen, one in week 18 and one, you know, and one in the playoff game. That's what they do. That's exactly what they do. Joe Burrow, coolest player in the NFL right now. He's up there, man. He's got a lot of confidence, a lot of swag. I don't like the bucket hats that he wears, though. That's one thing. It's better when he's just got like the hair flowing, but yeah, his his hair is uh, pretty tangled. Hats and all that stuff. I'm not. That's the one thing I would I would criticize. Other than that, I still think he's the coolest guy in the game. Coolest guy in the game. Very right smooth. Now. Very smooth. This guy we used to think was kind of smooth when he uh, played at the Garden. Porzingis hits another three-pointer. He's got 20. And a lead just like that is back up to 16. He's been feasting straight on with the hoop, folks. Mike Breen on MSG. This, this game was like one of those middle-of-the-NBA season games <laughs> where the Knicks mailed it in. I mean, mailed it in right from the beginning. And even Jalen Brunson said that after the game. And I know it's hard. Look, they got a they got a long season. They just beat these guys in Washington, and you know, poor Singers. Yeah. And by the way, he had some extended comments on his time uh, with the Knicks. I don't really care. I don't really care. He's made a lot of money here. Have to play those. Shut up. Who cares? Man, like if I just like woke up and hadn't watched NBA basketball for a couple of years, I would have had no idea who was on the court last night with those Wizards uniforms. No clue. I, it would have taken me at least 15, 20 guesses to figure out, like just looking at the colors of who they are. Like, what team is this? What team Not is the this? Players. Not what the players. Not the players. Yeah, yeah. Who, who are they playing? Well, every team has like 17 different. You know, I know. It's gotten out of control. Them, so. This one is probably the worst. Like it has absolutely no. Resemblance to their regular no, uniforms. Not at all. I bet the one thing I'll say, you know, Christoph Porzingis has grown up. When he was here, he was a kid. Yes. And he, you know. Teenager. Yes, of course. Christoph Porzingis. Christoph. Christoph I mean, you're not a victim. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're making millions, hundreds of millions of dollars. That's why you are I'm, not a freaking victim. I would like to play these comments okay. for you, and I think you will appreciate them. I hope so. So he had a double double last night, as did Kyle Kuzma. Yeah, well, he's grown up, like you said. Yeah. He's an adult now. You were calling me a child, even though I'm going to be 37 next week. Well, you look like it. Well, right. He doesn't, though. That's the difference. You dress and your garanimals and everything else. Garanimals? Yeah. Well, I don't even know what that is. 
Wait, Cheeto's looking a little older these days with the gray on the side of his hair. It doesn't look like a child. Yeah, What's right. You, you, you actually, a What's kid's clothing. Animals? Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, by the way, I, know, I see what this that is. is. Your, yeah, that is yeah, my yeah. thing. Yeah. So I wouldn't be calling. Oh, what are you wearing? Are you wearing sweats today? No, no sweats. I okay. got black pants on. Nice. It's all good. Okay. Anyway, uh, Wizards did beat the Knicks 116 105. So the Knicks now uh, are the only team in the league above 500 overall, but with a losing record at home. They're 11 and 13. It's unbelievable. They can't like, home floor. I know everybody wants to come and play their best game yep. at Madison Square Garden, but man, it's supposed to be a home court advantage. Yeah. Especially in the NBA. Yep. That's right. Nets and Suns tonight on the fan coverage at 9.50. Also, the uh, Bruins took down the Islanders last night, 4-1. to Boston beats everybody, though. Hopefully, they won't beat the Rangers tonight. Uh, well, hopefully, the they're tired out a little bit. But I don't know. Watching that uh, third period last night, they were skating around like it was ice capades. Oh, they're they doing that against the everybody right, right now. Yeah, so they're we'll unbelievable. see how that goes. Rangers, Bruins, the Islanders turn around, visit Buffalo, and you got the Devils out in Seattle against the Kraken. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Gio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Wink Martindale spoke to the media yesterday. The uh, Giants' great defensive coordinator who has helped turn this defense into a blitzing, get-in-your-face defense. And yes, they've had some issues stopping the run, and that's because the linebackers right now just really aren't talented enough. And that's something that Joe Shane's got to figure out. But both Wink Martindale 
and Mike Kafka have been contacted by teams to interview for head coaching jobs. Neither one of them are going to do that until their playoff run is over. Now, I love that from a fan standpoint. Focus in on this playoff game. You got hired to be our coach. Let's go. Go and beat the Eagles. However, I wonder if this was a personal decision not to interview during this week by Mike Kafka and Wink Martindale or Brian Dable said, hey, guys, like, let's not do any interviews during this week. Let's focus on our jobs and then you'll have plenty of time to do that afterwards presumably, I mean, they could go to the Super Bowl and they wouldn't have as much time. But I just found that interesting because we see so many times in other situations, these coordinators, they will go and interview the week before they have a playoff game because they don't want to miss out on these opportunities because these organizations want to hire somebody as fast as possible to get their guy and then also get the assistant coaches that they want. So it's really like an arms race as soon as the season ends. So do you think that Wink Martindale and Mike Kafka made this decision? Or do you think the Giants told them, mm, you're not going and doing anything? You no, know, right I, I, I think it's the individual coaches that make the decision. Because they the the ownership, and they can't get in the way. You know, they everybody is trying to, you know, upward mobility, that kind of thing. And these guys have hit the iron while it's, it's hot. And I just, they'll, they'll get interviews. I don't think they're going to get coaching jobs, though. I don't, I don't, maybe Kafka, I don't know about... Wink. Wink's a little rough, man. You know, he's he's like your grizzled defensive coordinator, you know, and, and I know the guys love playing for him, and I know they love playing for him down in, in Baltimore, but, like, he's got a little Rex Ryan in him. Sure, which was a good thing for the Jets. It was, and it's exactly what the Jets needed, especially with the quarterback personality that they had. They needed a big-time head coach with a big personality and a, and a big aura around him, and whatever the negativity that was around the Jets at the time, you know, he basically blew it all away. Yeah, and, and Wick Martindale might be just one of those guys that's a great coordinator and the perfect guy to have when you've got a head coach in his first year like Brian Dayball is, and maybe that's going to be the future of him. But I'm sure he still wants to interview for head coaching jobs, and maybe somebody wants to hire him. But the coach that is getting the job most of the time now is the offensive guy, just the way it is. I mean, the, the grizzled, old defensive coordinator generally doesn't get those jobs. Now, Vic Fangio did with the Denver Broncos. Didn't really work out there either. So, And Rex Ryan did, of course, a number of years ago, and it did work out here at the Jets. I think that it would have to be the perfect situation. It would, it would have to be that organization that hasn't had success, that needs somebody to come in and shake things up. You know, like sort of what Dan Campbell did with the Detroit Lions. And if you pair Wink Martindale with a with a really experienced offensive guy, even though I know you don't love that, you love the head coach to be involved in everything, maybe it could work. Now, Kafka, you know, I really do think if, if Kevin O'Connell could get a job like he did last year, Mike Kafka can get a job this year. Well, especially with his resume. Exactly. I mean, it's not just what he did with the Giants this year. He came from the Kansas City Chiefs. Everybody wants a piece of that. They want a piece of either the Sean McVay staff or they want a piece of whatever Andy Reid is pumping out. Well, for the most part, other than Eric Bieniemy. Again, I'm going to tell you, you got to go back to the Mike Shanahan staff. That's where the Sean McVay people have come from. That's where Kyle Shanahan came from. They were all together down in Washington, and now they're all growing up and... Look, I, the, the the Kyle Shanahan thing out in San Francisco is like the perfect situation. You know, you got a GM and you got a, a personnel director out there that have basically selected some of the best players 
in the draft and have extended them or made trades to get guys. And remember, like, it was like four or five years there in a row. They were just kept drafting defensive linemen, defensive linemen, defensive linemen. Uh, and then they were able to take some of those defensive linemen they had drafted and traded and got assets back and then were able to get offensive linemen or, or draft a guy like Debo Samuel and then decide, oh, you know what? In the middle of all this, let's trade for Christian McCaffrey. You know, that's smart people, man. And they're winning with a third-string rookie freaking quarterback who looks like he's been in the league for 10 years. Yeah, and John Lynch was a guy that we talked about maybe wanting to leave that job and going to TV and all those things. And that apparently was a real possibility for him. I mean, he's done an amazing job out there. No, it's not just him and it's a big staff and everything else. And the Giants actually... They got got great player personnel people out there. And the Giants interviewed one of those guys. It was between him and Joe Shane. I forget the guy's name now that was underneath John Lynch. And he went back there to San Francisco. Yeah, I mean, that's what they've done there is is remarkable. The combination of the coach and the general manager there is really the example. He could be the best in football. And I, I mean, the Giant fan, as thrilled as they are this year and the way this has turned out, you know, I'm sure they're going to be even more thrilled for next season and what the potential could be, especially if the coaching staff is intact. You know, it's, it's interesting that Brian Dable is most likely going to be one of two coaches to be named coach of the year and all the reasons why and we all know what he had to deal with when he had to inherit this and joe shane for that matter could be executive of the year you never know but when you look at what san francisco's done or what doug peterson's done you know i mean san francisco is is hasn't lost a beat with a third string <laughs> rookie quarterback think about that for a second Yep, a third string rookie quarterback and they are an 11 and 0 team since christian mccaffrey got there yeah they have not lost a game I mean, it is incredible. They've been on that run. This is a streak that is insane. And they are, I, I just, this is why I love them so much against the Cowboys. I, I just, I haven't seen them lose. In you months know, Christian and months McCaffrey and is like a combination of uh, Tom Rathman and Roger Craig. Is what he is. Yeah. I mean, it's fun. He is an inc- incredible, I, he slithers through the offensive line and defensive lines and finds these holes. I don't know how he does it. I really do not know how he does it. And it's a shame that he had been hurt the last couple of years because we, we forget just how brilliant a player he is. Yeah. And that's the same thing with Debo Samuel. He gets hurt and then, you know, you don't see him for three or four weeks and then you're like, okay, now he's back on the field and he catches, catches the ball five yards for the line of scrimmage and goes down the sideline like he shot out of a cannon. Those are great players, man. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.